I'd like to actually highlight the symptoms that you would look for for colon cancer. Sometimes it starts right from a stool sample and then progresses to the colonoscopy if those findings lead them in that direction based on your symptoms. Welcome to the Brother Be Well podcast. I'm Leon Guidry from 97.5 KDEE, and this podcast for boys and men of color addresses the importance of mental health and wellness. Each week, we deliver inspirational stories and life hacks to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. Hello, I'm Michael P. Coleman, content director for Brother Be Well. The 2020 passing of actor Chadwick Boseman at the age of 43 shocked his fans and the world over. The seemingly healthy Boseman died of colorectal cancer or colon cancer. Younger people dying of the disease isn't as rare as you might think. About 12% of colorectal cancers or 18,000 cases are diagnosed each year in people under the age of 50. What's more, while rates of colorectal cancer have been falling among people in older age groups, they've actually been rising among younger folks. Since the 1990s, the rate of colon cancer among Americans younger than 50 has more than doubled, according to the U.S. National Cancer Institute. And check this out. It gets a little worse for African-Americans. We have the highest rate of colon cancer among any ethnic group in the United States, according to the American Cancer Society. It's the third leading type of cancer among black men. So let's get right at this. Today, we're discussing colon cancer, and I can't think of a better expert to bring in. Help me welcome Cherie Kreiner, registered nurse and vice president of the Capital City Black Nurses Association. Cherie, welcome back to Brother Be Well. Michael, thank you so much for having me and what a great topic to talk about um, and inform people what to do about something that's so preventable. So preventable. Can't wait to get into all of it. Start us out right there, not with the preventable piece, but define it for us, Cherie. What exactly is colon cancer? So colon cancer is a type of cancer that begins in your large intestines or your colon, or as you mentioned, Michael, colorectal cancer, which includes the rectum, so the end of the colon. Um, and where you basically, when you go from your bottom and you go, you insert into your anus or where we check your colon, that would be your rectum. So your rectum and your colon, the big part of your large intestines, colorectal, as we've talked about before, Michael, usually words in medicine kind of tell you where they are um, and what they involve. And then of course, cancer is um, it's that abnormal cell growth specifically in this area that we're looking at. So colon cancer is abnormal cell growth in the colon or in the colon and rectum or either or. Got it. Got it. What are some of the risk factors for colon cancer, Shri? So some of the risk factors for colon cancer, you know, it's almost, Michael, like I'm thinking kind of everything as we talk about preventative health, same thing. So, um, African-American race, we find that there's a greater risk among this demographic. Um, A personal family history of colorectal cancer or polyps, people that have inflammatory diseases like Crohn's disease or um, ulcerative colitis. Some people have syndromes that cause abnormal changes in DNA that are more likely to have it. Um, And then also um, other risk factors are like a low fiber and high fat diet. So all those red meats again, Um, And all those high fats and not eating enough of the plant-based stuff, Um, diabetes, smoking, alcohol. Interestingly enough, Michael, radiation therapy for cancer in the stomach where they had to radiate that area puts you at risk for uh, colon cancer as well. 
So because of all of that hodgepodge of risk involved, which can be risk factors for other things, um, you really have to look at each patient individually to kind of figure out where their risk really lies, depending on um, all of those factors. And lastly, the one I didn't want to leave out is a sedentary lifestyle. So sitting down, not giving, uh, getting much physical activity can also increase your risk of colon cancer as well. It sounds like, Cherie, so much of what you talked about relates to those, you know, dogged uh, social determinants of health that we've talked about a lot here at Brother Be Well. Anything that you'd like to add to that? You, you touched on a lot of it right there, but I, I think that when, when something, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but it is quite curable, but it's also possible through some lifestyle changes to sort of uh, buffer ourselves from the risk, if that's, if that's not a bad way to put it. I don't know if it is or not. So absolutely, Michael, the social determinants of health definitely impact not only risk factors for colon cancer, but also for everything as we've previously discussed. For instance, having a plant-based diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables and whole grains, if you don't have access to that, you're not as likely to consume those things that we know help reduce risk for colon cancer. So you might eat more of the red meats and fats and sugary foods that then lead to diabetes. And that diabetes is also another risk or may lead to obesity, which is also another risk. So you can see how those social determinants of health really stack the odds against you and increase your risk for colon cancer. Yeah, you sure can, Sheree. And and the way you broke it down, if you couldn't see it before, we sure get it now. So I appreciate you spelling it out for us like that. I'm wondering about some of the advances in medical science. And even with them, I mean, any any form of cancer just in my lifetime, we've kind of come a long way. And you know that better than most. But some of us, even given those, those advances, we hear the word cancer and we immediately think, oh, my gosh, this is a death sentence. So I want to ask a direct question. Is colorectal cancer curable? Colorectal, colorectal cancer is very treatable um, if found early. So if we detect colorectal cancer early, we can easily treat it. And there's a 90% cure rate over five years. As I mentioned before, we look at five years beyond diagnosis as your success rate, and it increases your odds of not getting that cancer again or continuing to live a long time. So once you reach the five-year mark, then it's usually pretty uphill from, um, I mean, downhill from there. So 90% is great if it's detected early, which is why it's so important to screen for colorectal cancer because we do have adequate treatment when found early. Um, When it's detected much later and the later stages and more areas in the body are involved outside of just the colon, then it's harder to treat. And those are the situations where, you know, there's a different survival rate depending on how severe the cancer is and if it's invaded other areas. You have, um, we've got a whole separate podcast, Sheree, as you well know, because you and I are talking about that there as well on colonoscopy. I understand it's the primary or, or the best screening procedure for um, colon cancer. Um, without getting into a lot of detail, if, if you're interested, if you're listening to this, check that separate podcast out. But for the sake of this conversation about colon cancer, can you just briefly tell us what a colonoscopy is? That's another one of those long words. And if you taught me well, you said the, the meaning's always in the words. So colon and scope is what I'm pulling out of that. Am I on track or not? You are correct. See, it leads you right to where you want to go. 
or maybe where you don't want to go, Michael. It's an uncomfortable <laughs> subject. Yeah. Because we do have to go through your rear end to get to your colon. So some people are concerned about that. I'll actually give you another tidbit of information here, Michael. Colonoscopy is a gold standard for um, looking in the colon and figuring out um, if there are tissues that are abnormal, our polyps that we can see and treat and works as a diagnostic tool. Your physician or a primary care provider may also have you to do a stool test um, as a preliminary test that looks for um, blood and other cells in the stool that may be an indicator that something may be wrong before going to the colonoscopy, which is a scope of the colon to physically look for um, uh, cancerous or abnormal changes. Um, in addition to colonoscopy and stool tests, um, they also may use imaging like CT scans as well. So as science progresses, we have more ways of really investigating when we know something is going on. So Michael, sometimes it starts right from a stool sample or a, a portion thereof of your stool to just do a test and say, hey, is anything ab abnormal coming out with the stool? Any blood, any cells coming out with the stool? Um, and then that may lead to a colonoscopy if you aren't the right age. So for instance, if we're recommending colonoscopy at age 45, and let's say you're 30 and you're having some symptoms um, that are persistent and are not going away, they may start at the stool sample level and then progress to the colonoscopy if those findings lead them in that direction based on your symptoms. So we do have a couple of ways of checking, but the important part is you, Michael, you have to know your symptoms, know yourself. You're an expert on yourself. If something's changing and it's persistently getting worse, we want you to talk to your doctor so that we can choose the best pathway forward for you. Absolutely. And, and when you mentioned stool samples, um, Cherie, I'm reminded there's a really popular television commercial. I don't want to mention the brand here, but um, I, I thought that that was kind of... Um, you know, I, I wasn't giving it a lot of weight, frankly. I, I'm glad that someone like you, an expert, is weighing in. I, I just thought a stool sample, how's that really going to be as effective? But from what you've just shared, it, it can be a really effective way of, of catching things early if your doctor recommends it. Absolutely. And you can drop it in the mail, believe it or not. They, they have got the science down and you don't need as much stool as you think. It's just a small amount because yeah. we're looking at the microscopic level. But that is one way that we um, also screen for issues. In addition to, as I mentioned, your health history, if you're having symptoms, um, then you know your physician or primary care provider may choose a different way or um, you know more variety of screening or tests depending on your symptoms. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into colonoscopy. Again, we've got a whole separate podcast on that, Cherie, for the uh, final question for this conversation on colon cancer. It sounds like our checklist, and I was paying close attention, taking some notes as you were talking, we should, if we want to avoid it altogether, the, our best bets are watching our diets, uh, talking to your physician, and that may involve some level of screening and or colonoscopy. And our chances are really, really good if we catch things early. In terms of takeaways from this talk, have I missed anything, anything else you'd like to impart uh, to our listeners before, before we let you go? Absolutely. In addition to a healthy lifestyle and then sharing those symptoms with your provider, I'd like to actually highlight the symptoms that you would look for for colon cancer, which would be a change in your bowel habits, diarrhea, constipation that's consistently changing. So it happened and it's not getting any better. Any rectal bleeding or blood in your actual stool. If you're having abdominal pain or discomfort that 
comes on does not get better. Um, if you feel like your bowels aren't emptying completely, if you're feeling exceptionally weak um, or fatigued, if you have unexplained weight loss, though these symptoms can be um, indicative of something else, you just don't know. So these are the types of symptoms that may appear um, and something just feels off and it's not getting better. So consistent or persistent, it comes and it continues to go. Uh, that's when you want to let your doctor know because they can take all that information and choose the right amount of time to um, get your screening done or the type of test that you may need just to screen and try to prevent any complications that you would have if you indeed have colon cancer. Sheree, you've been so helpful over the last, uh, going on two years now, and and one of the, in, in sharing knowledge with the Brother Bewell family, one of the, the takeaways from my getting to know you is, I, it, it's a it's a persistent, uh, a common refrain of yours, if you will. You've talked about if it's not getting better. So I would think with colon cancer, some of those conditions might occur if you ate something that didn't didn't agree with you. You could eat something that causes your colon to go into flux a little bit. But if that change isn't changing back, if you're not getting back to what's normal for your body, then that's the flag that you need to talk to a, a medical provider. Absolutely. That is key. You are an expert in your body. When you notice that difference and it's not getting any better, that's when it's time to tell your healthcare professional. Sheree Kreiner, I cannot thank you enough for your time and 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 attention and, and service to the Brother Bewell family. Sheree Kreiner, registered nurse and vice president of the Capital City Black Nurses Association. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening into this podcast. If you've enjoyed it and, and you got something out of it and you want to hear a little bit more about the work we're doing at Brother Be Well, go to our website, brotherbewell.com. You can find audio podcasts just like this one, videos as well, print pieces, all kinds of links to resources, all designed to help boys and men of color be well. You can find all of that at brotherbewell.com. Until next time, my name is Michael P. Coleman. I'm content director for Brother Be Well, asking you to do two quick things for me. Take great care of yourself, and we're trying to help you do that. When you get it down, reach out, grab somebody, okay? Take care of somebody else. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Brother Be Well podcast. Remember to join the BBW community at brotherbewell.com so we can stay aware and heal trauma together. Thanks also to our sponsors, Sutter Health and the Sacramento County Division of Behavioral Health Services through the voter-approved Proposition 63 Mental Health Services Act. I'm Leon Guidry, and I'm out.